Okay, so I want to start off this week with a trivia question. And that, I'm going to let you think about it. What is the biggest city in Florida? Now, I'm going to get it confused because, honestly, when I think of beer, I think of Florida now. And if I think of Florida now, I think of beer. But I would think Tampa would be the biggest city. Or even Miami. But that's not true. So now that you've had time to think about it, not even I know not even a minute, and I'm not going to play the Jeopardy theme song, so hopefully Sadmith doesn't put that there. But I'm thinking no one would ever think Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida is the biggest city in Florida. So I say, I'm going to take a day today. I'm just going to get in the car, and I'm going to go to a brewery. Speaking to a friend of mine, Dennis, he enjoys Southern Swells a lot. So I said to myself, okay, I've been hearing their name a lot. And I really want to get to know them. And their name popped up in the Ardwolf episode. And we all know we had an amazing time at Ardwolf. We have to go back to Jacksonville. So today, I'm going. Myself, Quain, getting in the car, going to Southern Swells. And I want this week to be that episode. They're not even a year. They're actually not even close to their year yet. And I'm still hearing about their beers just on maybe a weekly basis. I'm seeing their social media pop everywhere. And I'm really into the idea of what they're doing. From a sour coming up, they have Saisons. They have a great stout that I hear, uh, their IPA. They're really doing a New England thing. And I'm thinking to myself, before we hit to what everybody wants of a civil society episode, I want us to try somebody doing New England right now. And I wanted to go there. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to make it really short because... This isn't like last week, no. This is a much shorter episode, but um, which I really hope you guys listen to that Brew Pop episode. Um, I still can't get enough of that guy, and it was such a good day. But this week, Southern Swells, we're going to get to know them. Uh, my first time going. My first time trying them, actually, as well. And I'm going to spend this week talking about a little adventure that I think has gotten out by now. Everybody knows. And today... Today launches a new business adventure that I got into, and uh, I'm going to have my friend and business partner, Kevin Jones. He's going to sit down with me, and we're going to talk about it. So, all right, let me get to Southern Swells. Hopefully, I can come back home in time, get an interview, uh, and a little chat with Kevin about a little thing we call, we, we're doing called Hop On. So, all right, guys, I'll be back. Interesting story. I like the fact that you guys op- opened in January. Correct. And uh, so we had guest taps going on. That's what we had. Like, how many how many taps do we have here right now? So we have twenty total. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had it, we had them all filled with guest taps to open, and then all Florida or no, we went all over. Um, tried to have as many local beers as possible on Good. tap. Um, mainly focusing on Florida. A couple national brands we bring in from time to time, and then since April, just slowly chipping away at, at that list, trying to put more of our beer up there. And um, really now that we're down to just a few guest taps, focusing as much on local beer as possible. Okay. And Corey, where are you from? Where, where are you originally from? I was born in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, grew up in Coventry, Rhode Island. So Jay and I are actually old high school buddies from Rhode Island. Really? Yep. yep. Okay. So you're from Rhode Island as well? Yep. Or, okay. as well. Yeah. So what, okay. So then what made you both get down here that was uh, the brewing better than up there or or did you guys do high school college and then like came here so what was the story of that one yeah i mean i kind of followed Corey down i was just looking to get out of rhode island do something different get out of the snow um so actually at their going away party 
said a few lines to me that that place was awesome. Jacksonville was a spot, and I pretty much left sight unseen. Moved down here a few months after he did uh, with his wife. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a good ride. I thought I was going to spend maybe a few years down here and then move back just test the waters, but it's about, been about nine years now. Started a business, have a family. You know, it's. There's no turning back at this point. No, no. I guess that's what happens with this. It's yeah. crazy because I, I was just telling Corey the same thing. I mean, it's just crazy when you think. I'm like, okay, yeah, Orlando, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I've done my time there. And I just went, no, the podcast took off. And now the bus is taking off. Well, we really do. We take off on a bus on Thursday. Actually, which will be today, the release of this episode. So it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, we moved here with the dreams of this. We, so he says, Jay says, like, Jacksonville. Why Jacksonville? Yeah. The life of you, Jacksonville. What happened there? So my, um, I had been working in finance up in Massachusetts. So believe it or not, I was okay. in a cube tied to a desk. So it wasn't always as glamorous as uh, running a brewery. And um, my wife and I weren't married at the time. She was just graduating college. She really wanted to move to Florida. And I said, well, I can do a transfer right now to Jacksonville if you're OK with it. So we came down, checked it out kind of same thing as Jay, we liked it enough that, hey, we'll spend a few years here and see what happens, and then really just kind of fell in love uh, with the area. But the, the brewery is always, you know, much, much I think like most friends that open a brewery or a business together, you, something you talk about over way too many beers. Yeah, of and course. We should open a brewery someday. And, <laughs> you know, enough years of talking about that and homebrewing avidly that we said, all right, let's, let's make a real run at this. And, now we're here. So you guys graduated the same year, like everything. Okay, so how old are we? You guys are babies. You look like babies. How yeah. old are you? We're in our 33. 33. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. Good. Yep. That's so, so crazy. 32. Yeah. He's, you're the older one. Yeah. Yep. Just, yeah older and wiser. <laughs> That's why so, he's the head brewer's default by age. So uh, when, when, we, when we're in high school, like what was that like? What, like you guys were best friends in high school or like what did you sign in like each other's yearbook? What did you say? Did you even sign oh, each other's God. yearbook? Who like, knows? <laughs> We played volleyball together. We so high school. Yeah, yeah. We knew each other well from that, and then uh, we were always good friends in high school. We became closer friends afterwards in college. Okay. Um, my stepbrother is actually was one of Jay's closest friends growing up. Okay. So after we all graduated, we ended up hanging out a lot together, and then you just kind of kept growing that friendship over nice over a couple of years after that. And then. A than this, I yeah. guess this. So let's talk about this, because uh, usually we like to kind of go in the history, but you guys are still babies, babies. I mean, since April, you, that's, that's when, I guess, you really had your first beer here, like on tap. What was that like? Um, it was a pretty surreal moment, um, you know, because we had put so much time into this. I think we started the business plan maybe four, four and a half years ago, and it's, it's not a quick process by any means from you know, writing the business plan to securing the funds, the location, the build out. There's just so much that goes into it. It's a very capital intensive business. So there was a lot of hurdles that we had to get through to have our beer on tap. So yeah. that day when we released it, I don't, you know, I think we had a grin ear to ear pretty much the whole day. Um, just seeing people drink our beer was yeah. really cool and uh, just something that we'll never forget. What was it? What was the beer? Do you remember the first one? The first beer poured. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. No. There's probably karate in the garage would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, we, we launched six beers uh, the first week of Holy April. Holy cow. So we, Good, man. We filled all, Shit. we have six fermenters. We filled all of them and pushed out a batch um, or six batches, all different recipes. Uh, we were thankful that we even had six drinkable beers after our first run of right. commercial yeah. brewing. So we consider ourselves very fortunate we were able to open up with that many and 
and yeah, thankfully we're all pretty well received. Um, I do know our first customer. I'm trying to think what he would have ordered. <laughs> Get um, out, do you really? Yep, yeah. So was, yeah. Uh, his name's David. We'll give him a little shout out Yay. since he's uh, he's a regular here. He he now goes for the truth juice, but he's uh, he's a pretty versatile drinker. He likes almost every style. So that's awesome. Good. Mine would have to be a goza. I'd just be crying the whole time and just let that the tears have the salt. I'd just be like, <laughs> add to it because I'd be just be like, this is so amazing. Surprised it hasn't been done yet with how creative brewers are nowadays. Just using their tears own tears. Goza. I'll do it. I'll do it because <laughs> yeah. I think we're making one. Uh, we are. We're making one, and uh, that's probably what's going to wind up happening anyway. So, so Southern Swells. Where do we get the name? What, is, what does the name mean? Because I know we have a tropical storm coming in. But uh, yeah. does this like me? I've never surfed one day in my life. But I'm thinking that's what it is, or like, do you guys surf? Like, what is so? What is it about the weather, or is it at the waves? What is yeah, Southern so Swells? It's, it's a good question, and honestly, it's not the first name that we were going with. We were, what other ones? What other ones were so there? We were both, uh, as we mentioned, from Rhode Island, and um, we were going to go under the name Northern Roots at first because we always kind of liked how that played homage to where we came from. Yeah. And how we ended up down here. You're in the and north then, of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So it kind of played played both ways and. You know, the more we thought about it, we, we really always had the beach as our target location. Um, so we really wanted something that had a bit more of a coastal vibe, while at the same time differentiating ourselves from some of the other coastal-themed breweries. So, yeah. um, our logo kind of gives you some insight as to where the name came from. That's a weather buoy. So one of the many things it measures is swell height. So, okay, uh, okay. Southern Swells is where that, that name came from. And, yeah, I mean, basically started with a list of like 25 names and just whittled it down until that was the one that we all seemed 25. to really love the most. Holy cow. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, I think I'm always like the one with, with the, everybody says, where'd you get the name of the podcast? Come on, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not original, let's be honest. It was, it was the first thing. It was really the first thing I said. And I think it was either Brennan or somebody just was like, that's the name of the podcast. I was like, yeah, okay. That's I'm always it. good with the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like dad jokes. So let's yeah. talk about that. Family guys. Um, you guys are really, like, I love the idea of family. Like, this is awesome. Uh, your wives are also, like, are they co-owner? Are they partners in this? Or, or is it just you guys saying, Honey, stay, like stay at home, but because I see them, I see that your your wives are on the site. I think that's really that's really sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah so they're they're part of the business as well. Yes, I mean on, on paper it's it's Jay and I, but you know that paper doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot when it comes down to you know who's helping out. And yeah, both of them are are definitely a part of the business. Uh, my wife handles all of the all all of, like everything we do. She does. <laughs> Yeah. Accounting, payroll, uh, she's our events room manager, she does all the staff-related uh, interactions, so um, she has her hands in, in quite a bit of the business, for okay. sure. Yeah, Yeah. Not, not things that I think either of us would really want to do. Yeah, <laughs> she's lot, good at it. Lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot to it behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I would need that, like, honestly. Uh, well, I can't, I can't, any of the, anything that you see with what, that's what Alesia Jillian does, I can't ever take an Apple pencil to an iPad. I can't draw. I can't, like anything that's branding, forget it. Like she's a whiz and the photography is amazing. So it's always like, yes, it's good to just have that. It's it, the partnership of that. It's yeah. just been solid. It's solid as hell. And I love it. And having young kids too, a, you know, a brewery is obviously demanding from a time perspective. Mm -hmm. Brew days are long. There's events at night that we have to be present for. So having that ability to both have, you know, really involved and supportive wives that are able to you know either watch watch the kids while we're here or come here and interact with the guests while we're watching the kids it's you know we're we're lucky to have um have that you know, yeah. relationship it makes yeah. this business a lot easier and takes away a lot of the i think stress that 
mm -hmm. it could potentially come with. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, it turns out it's not easy opening a business and having a couple of kids under three years old. <laughs> no, not at all. It's just like where, where the timing is and yeah. everything like that. It, it's just, that's so funny, though. Um, so being in Jacksonville, I had to do a wraparound. I, I don't, how far are we from the beaches? Like, are we close to this beach? That yep. is? Okay. It's uh, 13 blocks. So that's it? Yep. Oh, okay. Because I think going down I-95, it had me take this whole Butler thing. And I was yeah. like, where am I? Well, we are on Butler, actually. Isn't that what this is? This is uh, Beach Boulevard. Okay, so that's Beach Boulevard. Yep. Something happened where I was like, am I going, like, wrapping around? And uh, I'm not a beach guy. I'm from Miami Beach, but I'm not a beach guy. Uh, you get the sand in me. I get nervous. Like, just like, <laughs> just, is it in my ear still, my belly button? You just, you get nervous to, like, where the sand goes. I'm like, no. But I spent a lot of time on the beach. I was 13 blocks probably from the beach in Miami nice. Beach as well. So... All right, so I'm tasting my first beer. I don't think we announced it. I think when we were talking about it before, the mics were turned on. So which one is this one? So this is Fill the Void. This mm -hmm. is actually a brew we uh, did in collaboration with a local magazine called Void Magazine. Okay. So they partnered up, and uh, they had their annual uh, alcohol and beer issue come out this past July. So they partnered okay. up, I think, with five breweries total and, you know, helped us kind of co-brand a beer. So... This is, I'll actually let Jay talk more about the beer since this is his, his recipe. Yeah, so this is a New England style session IPA. So as we were mentioning to you, you know, we're a big fan of the New England styles. We like the juicy, hazy, soft, you know, not bitter IPAs. So we've been trying to come out with a decent amount of those. So this is a nice session beer that you can drink a lot of in the middle of the summer. We wanted a nice, light, easy drinking beer for this collaboration because it coming out in the hottest month in Florida and mm -hmm. who wants to drink a 10% stout, so... Uh, <laughs> I'll still drink a 10% stout. I still will drink a 10% stout. Your AC is wonderful in here, so... Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, we threw a lot of different hops at it. Um, yeah, what's inside? What hops so do you remember? So we have Galaxy, Citra, and I believe it was Eldorado. This is probably going to be my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Taking a sip. Oh, wait, by the way, here you guys go. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Awesome. That is very sessionable. That is really good. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. And we said another name earlier when I first walked in, and um, we talked about Civil Society. How do we feel about their beers? Love them. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. It, I, I'm proud of them. I really am. Uh, it's got, they're new as well, yep. you know. Uh, but I feel... A lot of the breweries right now, and saying it even with this one, if this was in a can opening it and you're sharing it with people, you just say, holy shit, you guys have been only open really with your own beer since April and you're already knocking it out of the park. It's just like you just, first step, you're like, all right, take, take it running and you're going for it. And that, this is really good. Thanks. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's a mm -hmm. fun style to brew and I think we learn new things about it each and every day. And, you know, Civil has definitely been an, an inspiration for us. Their beers are top notch. You know, right up there with the Northeast New England breweries yeah. making that style. So, you know, we try to draw from a lot of different areas to, to get ideas for different beers. And I think we're fortunate to come out of the gates brewing some pretty well and hopefully yeah. just getting better from here. Well, before people do the whole like, oh, God, I can't even drink those New England. So don't turn off yet. You guys do, though. You have other beers you're known for a Saison. 
that I, I'm excited to try. And then, uh, and then you have a stout. So, yeah, it's not just New England. Right. You guys are doing a lot more. Um, let's get into the home brewing because you guys started, you did some home brewing. So, did a lot of home brewing. Okay, so how long did we home brew? Like, was that here in Florida or were you also doing it up in Rhode Island? Both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. primarily. I mean, we did some up there, but, you know, really in the last five, six years and when we really kicked it up and, you know, we were going through periods where we were brewing every week, just trying to do as much as we possibly could um, because we knew we were serious about it and we wanted yeah. to try a lot of different recipes, a lot of different yeast strains, see what worked, what didn't, um, because we knew we were going to run into issues scaling it up. So we wanted to get as good on the homebrew level as we could to make that transition less painful. Do you guys remember your first beer you ever made? Okay. IPA yeah. kit, uh, kit batch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, to tell you how far we've come. Um, <laughs> We didn't measure original or final gravity. Uh, we had no method of chilling our beer aside from putting it, the whole kettle in the sink and just packing it with ice and leaving for four or five hours while it cooled down. No temp controlled fermentation. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a nice forgetful night of not adding the yeast to our beer. So that, really? that was a very nice non-alcoholic. So was it more drinking while we were doing it and forgetting? Because <laughs> yeah. we want that to be the excuse. You want to be like, oh, we were you know, tasting, we forgot. <laughs> yeah. Having fun with it, you know? Uh, yeah. Forget, I mean, well, whatever, we, we had some beers. We've had a few friends come in and brew with us here and, you know, just see, see things on the commercial side. And I think a lot of people come in expecting, like, the homebrew style yeah. of brewing where you're like, oh, let's crack a beer at 8 a.m., you know, just kind of sit and chill out in the chairs yeah. listen to music. But, yeah, there's obviously a lot more work and, you know, cleaning involved so uh yeah homebrew as long as you can because it's a lot of fun is it yeah. i gotta do it i gotta people are shocked they're like you never brewed a beer i'm like no no <laughs> never done it it's a slippery slope you start homebrewing <laughs> next thing you know you're gonna be looking for you know half a million dollars in funding uh, yeah that's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually that's why we do the podcast we want to make beer with other like you guys it's yeah. like hey well we'll make beer with the brewers we don't have to have our own place and but it's it's going to be insane. Uh, I want to do it. I really do. I want to wear shorts, which I don't do. I want to put on, what's the best shoes? Like Crocs or something like that? Like, well, actually, those are open-toed. Yeah, yeah no. I would stay away from the no, open-toed. No, no open-toed. We have nice, thick, big work boots That's on. That's what I hear. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or me, I'll have like the, the fireman boots. You'll see me like walking in, just <laughs> like sloshing around. But Chemicals yeah. in hot water have a funny thing of spraying at random times, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to be covered up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the homebrew side, though, flip-flops and oh, yeah. shorts, you know, yeah. we didn't care. And you're not dealing, obviously, with as dangerous of a, of a setup, but, yeah. I, like, I, I, want, I would love to. With our garage that we have, which right now I'm sure Jillian's rolling her eyes because it is packed with music, the comic books that I have, and everything like that. A uh, huge collector. I've, I had a record store very, very young in my early 20s. Not even, actually. I was turned 20, I think, when I opened it, and I was like... I hated retail. I was like, I hated this retail <laughs> thing. And, uh, but then I uh, kept all the records. I sold, actually, I sold a lot of them, but the ones I really wanted, I kept, I kept. And uh, yeah, that garage is stacked. And it's just now I would like to see myself start brewing, but I don't know, we'll see. Again, if you do that, to you. prepare to turn your garage into a brewery. That's what I hear, that's, that's, that's it, that's it. But it might we, get clean, so she'll be happy. When yeah. we finally moved out of Jay's garage um, for our, our homebrew setup, I think we, in, we had like, what, three or four 
refrigerators or freezers yeah. all together, you know, the whole stack of kegs. So I'm pretty sure Jay's wife was happy yeah, when we was, opened this she place. She was a happy camper when That's uh, all you hear? I evacuated the garage of my <laughs> brewing life. <laughs> I love hearing that, though. It's like my wife was happy when I, but if we, got, we opened up the brewery because now they have a garage again. It's like the cars are just parked on the street. Yeah. That, but that's, uh, that's, that's our home. There's, so when we, what, we have this place open. What breweries would we like to start visiting soon? What are some breweries around, like not just in here? Because I know you guys have Engine 15 close by. I don't know how far Ardwolf is for here because I feel like I went one way for Ardwolf and now I'm going this way for you guys. Um, they were our first Jacksonville, so this is our second time in Jacksonville, um, which was awesome. They were, they were awesome guys. Yeah. Uh, what are some breweries that we would like to visit soon and start learning maybe other styles or collaborating with? Yeah, I mean, here in town, there's a plethora of awesome established breweries. I mean, you mentioned Ardwolf. They're one of our personal favorites. I think they're excellent brewers. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the tap room is gorgeous. So, I mean, I don't think you could ever have a bad time in no. there. So Yeah, no, they're great. Very much like, like them and what they do. Um, you know, close by, we've got Engine, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. Green Room's right down the road. So, yeah, how far is Green Room from here? Green Room, probably like a mile, if that. Get out, yeah. really? So they're, they're right on 3rd Street, which is three blocks back from the beach. So, so technically, I was right around the corner from yeah. you guys. Yep. Okay, no shit, really. And Zeta's uh, across the street from them, and they just brought in a new um, assistant brewer. Okay. Uh, who we're friends with, too. So, you know, excited to see the kind of beers that, that they start cranking out. I know he's got kind of a unique style, so I'm sure they'll be putting out some new stuff. Um, yeah. compared to what they, you know, in addition to the beers that they already have in their repertoire. So, yeah, lots of good stuff locally and plenty more opening up. It looks like it. Like, Florida's losing its mind. Yep. I tell people, <laughs> well, just walking in telling you it was only supposed to be one year for us and be like, all right, we're going to move out of Florida and do something else. Nope. It's just like, <laughs> not at all. We could have four years at this point, I think, of doing it if we're not hitting any events or, like, in... There's more coming up in the future for this, but uh, actually really soon we're going to start doing video and stuff like that. Like this is really expanding into something and we're like, yes. So thank you, Florida. We yeah. love it. You know, it's, and how is it welcoming though? How is Jacksonville welcoming you guys? Has it been great? Amazing. Yeah, right? Yeah, we've had nothing but support from fellow brewers, um, the public. I mean, everyone's excited about us down to the... The people at our city hall meeting for approval in this spot. Um, people what are is excited. That like? so it was really nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> there was a group after us trying to get approved for a what was it a beer or wine bar music venue? Yeah, so it's a, a music venue. It's a listening room. It's a music venue with a, just a you know a basic consumption on premises license for for beer and wine, no liquor. And but they, I mean, we showed up to that meeting and they had probably I don't know 50 people there to oppose that that space and luckily we were kind of under the radar at that point so we didn't really have anybody there to say anything against us or so they approved us. up or, or for us or, yeah. so they they approved us pretty quickly but in dealing with some of the people there um they were all really excited for us to to open up here and you know i think this plaza too has seen its better days so i, I think a lot of people were excited to get some new life in, in this plaza and they're starting to fill it up which is really great for us and great for everybody around us here so it's it's what been is, really cool to see the support we've gotten 
And what's in here? Because I just kind of pulled up. Yeah, so. so it's a little bit of everything. Um, right next door to us is in between this courtyard that separates us. There's an Italian restaurant uh, called Gusto, who we're really friendly with the owner, Tonino. So yes. is that is that your little spot right there? Can you guys have like little no? Like, so the courtyard. It, oh damn. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's obviously a big space. Um, it was even bigger when we first ordered. So there's a whole additional ballroom next door. That's another like 4,000 square feet. I saw it's a ballroom, and I was like, what's yeah. going there? Yeah. It was. It, you know, as much as we would love to have that courtyard, it was a package deal with the ballroom. And we're yeah. like, we just we were only looking for three to four thousand square feet initially, and we have seventy five hundred. So holy cow! Needless and to say, this room. is already bigger than what we were anticipating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a Gusto Italian restaurant next door. Um, they put together some menus for us, so guests our guests will order their food since we don't have any in our tap room. And so puppy friendly then. Yep, can yep. you be? Yeah. Dog friendly, yeah. family friendly, and yeah, typically if you come in here on a weekend in the afternoon, you know, the, the kids and dogs will almost outnumber the adults sometimes. <laughs> That's what we wanted, you know, we're, we're I mentioned we're family, yeah. family people. Yeah, I love that so. you, guys, you guys really promote that, like the family. I think. Yep. It's really sweet, I think it's awesome. Uh, be happy with what you have. I think it's all. We we promote the hell out of our puppies, Paisley and Shankly. They're yeah. everywhere. So. <laughs> I love Paisley. Yeah, Paisley. She's a little doofy. Uh, Paisley's got two different color eyes, so everybody kind of goes, is "She like what is she?" I'm like, they're two corgis. They're full on corgis. And then Shankly. Shankly's just this beautiful regal dude. He's just <laughs> awesome. You see, like when you think of Sh when you think of corgis, they have that derpy like. Ah. Yeah. Shankly's just like hell no. He's like the Tom Selleck minus the mustache. He's, he's, just, <laughs> he's rad as hell. So let's let's look at the brewery. I mean, I, I'm looking. I see tanks. How many? How, what's going on back there? How, like how many tanks do we have back there? What's your work day like? Yeah. So we've got a ten barrel <laughs> brew house, and we've got ten, uh, four ten barrel fermenters, two twenty barrel fermenters. Um, so we have a pretty good capacity there, but we also have room to drop in about six more 20 barrel fermenters. So we have a good amount of space to expand within our current location for as demand increases for our beers. And we just started putting some out into distribution. So I, I think things are going to start getting a little bit more hectic for us <laughs> good, here going good. forward, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so what did you say? Typical, typical brew day? Yeah. What's a typical brew day like for you? How many so hours? What time are you getting in here? We're, I'm usually in here about 6.15, 6.30. Yeah. Um, you know, like, back to the kids thing, we try to get here early, get it done with, so we can be back with our family at night, which luckily has worked out well for us. Good. Um, we do some double brew days now, and we're going to start having to do more of those just to keep up with demand. So, you know, we're talking about 11, 12-hour days when, when that happens. But for now, they're few and far between. But, uh, yeah, we're usually done... Early, mid th afternoon, three four o'clock, and uh, we'll knock out ten barrels. And nice, it's gone pretty smoothly for us. Um, I'm pretty thankful for it because I thought we would have ran into to more hiccups along the way in the transition, but we've been pretty lucky, and, and scaling up has treated us well so far. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who works with you? Is it just you? It's and just Corey and I. Just yep. the two of you. Yep, so we do cow. all the brewing. Um, my wife helps out with the, you know, pretty much everything else to get this business running. Yeah. And we have uh, up to a total of seven bartenders now, um, usually only two on at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, very, very fortunate to have an absolutely killer staff of bartenders. I mean, they're are they, uh, are best they in the biz. Beer knowledgeable? Like, what's their... Beer knowledgeable, Love it. friendly, reliable, loyal. I mean, we... 
we are where we are right now because of them. I mean, it's been... That's really sweet. Yeah, it's, it's been huge. I mean, not having to worry about any aspect of, of that side of the business, even our opening day where, you know, we at one point had six of us behind the bar at one time that have never worked together, and I don't think you could have ever known. Um, oh, that's rad. I love that. So, so smooth. So, yeah, yeah. We, we're very, very thankful that we have really good, knowledgeable, reliable people working with us. Yeah, like, there are uh, so like many family. other things to to worry about and just not having right. to think about that has yeah. been just a blessing for us. They've yeah. been awesome. Yeah, and you said the D word, distribution. <laughs> um, what's going on with that? Uh, who has who has the Southern Swells going on in uh, the local area? Um, so we opened up with five accounts. Uh, we had Mellow Mushroom, Bold Bean, Really Good Beer Stop, European Street, and Blind Rabbit were the first five. Uh, we're looking to add from here. I think we're going to add on a couple here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we're just starting small. I don't think we wanted to get in over our heads. We wanted to see what we could produce and get to these accounts before we really started getting in too deep and not being able to provide the beer to these all these different accounts. So um, it'll be a slow process for us because we're really focused on the tap room still. Yeah, um, you know, we you have should. a huge tap room. We're trying to just fill up that draft list. We have 13 of our own beers now. And we're trying to get to about 15, 16, um, while still leaving some room for guest taps. So it's kind of a balance, you know. Having that many taps of our own too means we have to keep up with what's running out mm -hmm. in the tap room. In addition to brewing new beers, in addition to brewing for distribution. So there's a lot going on, and just trying to keep up with it all. Yep. Does that leave room for you to invent more, like knowing that maybe you may have some more taps if you can, or like, I mean, you have the 20, but let's say for 15, 16, 17, of like to say your own, are you inventing more or, or is that just like, we'll knock one off and be like, well, maybe hopefully one day soon we'll see that one again. And, or are you seeing what's sticking? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both yeah. um, because I mean, that's what we love about it is brewing new recipes and trying different things out. So that's never going to change. Um, but as far as what stays and what goes, I think yeah, I think that's a function of what people like and what they want and how they're perceiving it in the tap room. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, some some things are running low up there that I think we're going to replace out with new recipes, new nice. new beers. Okay. Um, but some are definitely mainstays because everyone loves them. So exactly. we just got to see what works. And then do you get the feedback that you get from customers? Uh, what's that like? Is that something that says? All right, let's keep it going. Or is that more going to be for distribution, maybe? But so, yeah, like it's this right here. Keep this up. This is yeah, gorgeous. This is a really good beer. This has been really well received for. But us, can so. Mellow Mushroom actually sell this? Would they get this, or is this for here only? This is for here only. Right. Right. So we have our New England style IPA with Karate in the Garage, uh, which is our flagship, and uh, not the Gumdrop Buttons, which is a mixed berry Berliner Weiss that are out in distribution. Everything else is pretty much taproom only, unless we release it as a special specialty item. I smell funk here. I like yeah, the so smell is, of this. Uh, just poured us some of the Lila Joe. Yeah, you did. Brian was mentioned he wanted to wanted to try that one. I, I did, I did, and because uh, this is one that's been out there, I think this is the the crowd favorite. This is uh, let's say you're going to see the baseball team, and you know, for me, I'm a Mets fan. So let's say if David Wright came out of retirement and was ready to hit that home run, I think this is what I've been hearing. This is like the David Wright of beers for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, or uh, I'm trying to think of a band that reunites. Well, Molly Hatchet, they're from here, so uh, <laughs> which people don't know. There's actually really crazy music from Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Okay, and by the way, this is, oh God, I can't admit, I'm admitting this. 
because two weeks ago of a certain death of a front man in a band, I actually thought Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park were the same band for a while. <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting, admitting that, but I, I really did. As somebody who had a but now it's start, out there and you can't take there. it back. But I'm 42, so it's like I never knew both <laughs> bands. I never really heard them, as I should have given love to local bands like Limp Bizkit, but I just never did. I never knew it, except for West Portland. I knew he was a really damn good guitarist. So, All right, Lila Joan. And what's in here while I'm sipping it? So this is uh, this is really a function of what yeast can do in a beer because there's not really a whole lot to this from a grain standpoint. There's some some rye a little bit, um, mostly pilsner malt, but it's it's really the yeast that drives all the flavors and phenolics and esters that you're getting in there. Um, it's done really well for us. This is we actually want to couple of gold medals in homebrew competitions with, with this, this beer. One, right? So this was the first one that we brewed on the system. Holy cow. Yeah, we knew we had it pretty well dialed in on the homebrew side, so I think it made it, you know, a logical sense to brew on uh, the first brew in the commercial system, and it's on the more inexpensive side when it comes, and you compare it to some of the, these New England IPAs that just have an absolute ton of hops in them. So this was a great uh, beer to kind of get our feet wet with the new system. And yeah. Make sure that we had it dialed in because we could so easily compare it back to one of the homebrews to make sure it was tasting the same and and I personally love brewing saisons because I think you can do so much with the yeast that is Please pretty do. cool. You can play with the, the fermentation temperatures and have it tasting completely different from the last batch. So there's a lot of versatility in the style. And this really tickles the mouth. I mean, you take a sip and it's just like, it just feels all, uh, good feels, good feels. This is great. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting beer in the tap room because it's, you know, I don't think saisons appeal to everyone, but no, the folks never who have. really like saisons, Belgians, all, you know, any other type of farmhouse ale, gravitate towards it and we always seem to get really really positive feedback so it's it has a very niche audience mm -hmm. um which is you know apparently if you've heard about it must have been speaking to somebody in that kind of niche mm -hmm. audience that exactly yeah we do have people yeah. that come in and say they can't get enough of this beer whereas the, you know the masses might go more towards something like karate or gumdrop that we were just talking about so when we're when we're home brewing this one scared i mean is this your first saison you ever made or was this like Oh, no, I tried a few, but let me perfect it with this. What kind of recipe was this? How far along? Um, we had probably a handful of iterations with that on the homebrew level. Um, I think I found early on that the first recipe was pretty close to what we finished with. I think it was more dialing in the process to make it versus changing out the ingredients to brew it with. Right. And once we got that dialed in, I think we really got the most out of the yeast and it was really expressive by the fifth, sixth batch. I love it. This is this is definitely one to put out there. Now, now I was going to say, can we put this out in distribution? But again, it just comes down to Saison. It's a word that many people don't really know, you know, and it's, which is sad, which is really it's sad. It's tough, yeah. yeah. It's, it, you know, if you it. don't know what a Saison is, you're going to, most people are a little shocked when they first try it and Probably not shocked in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably. I think it'd be uh, a cool beer for maybe a more limited run in, yeah, in bombers or something. Release. You know, I don't think it's a beer you push out in cans, at least not as a as a young brewery or you know in keg accounts, because I just don't think it has a, a large enough appeal. But right, I think it would be something cool to release in a in a bomber, and I think that's what you see. Most that's what you do out with the farmhouse. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a somewhat limited release. It's only available in bottles. Typically, there's not a ton of them on the shelves, but the nope. people that want them, buy them. And yeah. 
and everybody goes towards Prairie, and which is yeah. great. I mean, which I'll is drink great. Anything from yes, <laughs> we, it was weird. We had a uh, we had a, a share last night, and more Prairie started ending up. I was like, where have you guys been? I feel so bad. Okay, guys, here I you had go. their birthday bomb last yeah. night. Did you? Awesome. So did yeah. we. That's really? so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about birthdays all weekend. We had some friends' birthdays, uh, and then I was somebody just ended up having a birthday bomb. I'm like, well, that fits. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I I, I love it. It's uh, with bottle shares. I actually was asked this most humble and sweetest question ever when it comes to, when, with the bottle share. And this guy, John, just says, he's like, hey, look, I don't really do more of the rare stuff. And I'm like, that's fine. He goes, but, you know, I, I like to do the bottle shares because I want to try stuff. Do you mind if I bring, and he named a few. And I was just like, dude, of course, of course. If that's the beer you like, if somebody sits there and says, oh, I already had that, then good, move on. Right. But or I would be like, yeah, I'd be like, Oh shit! I haven't had that in like three months, four months. Yeah, and guess what? I'm only having about three ounces of it. So really, am I gonna really be wearing a diaper? Like, you know, come on, man. Like, cry about it later. But yeah, you guys hit home run with this. What's the ABV on it? Six point three. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And I think Corey uh, hit it too. Is that like when you talk about distribution and beers like this, mm-hmm. it's for us right now, really early on, it's about building the brand and what we want people to expect out of Southern Swells. So I think it's going to be, you'll see probably more of the focus on the, the IPAs because that's what we, kind of the direction we want to go in. Yeah. But as we become more established, you, you'll probably start seeing some more limited release stuff that veers off that path. If there's a beer right now you can make, right now, like, to say... I haven't made it yet. I would really love to. What would be one beer right now? Actually, you have that freedom, but what would be that beer right now that you could make so, that you haven't tried yet? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can say I, can. I haven't brewed it yet because I have some in process right now, but we're huge sour fans. Um, so barrel-aged mixed fermentation sours are, for me, maybe even above the New England IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I can't get enough of them. We have some still actually at my house that are, some are a year and a half old, others are about eight months old. I have one in a barrel, some in, in carboys on oak chips and fruit. And so that's that's definitely a direction I think we want to go here at some point, but it is a little scary um, mixing all that bacteria and wild yeast in a brewery. So it, you just have to be careful how you do it. That's what I, yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to r- still wrap my head around how we want to do that here, but I mean, I mean, if I could do that tomorrow, that would be the, the next beer that I brew. Yeah. I'll get some barrels in here. I'd get some bacteria and wild yeast and go to town. I love my sours. Highway Manor just came to Florida, and I'm the happiest man. <laughs> Those things are really good. Um, yeah, I would love to see more sours be made because it's just it's crazy. I hear it's a real crazy process to because don't you have to let it ferment? on its own, like naturally or something like that, let it cool yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, you just, you let it age in, in typically in barrels for maybe a year, two years, um, and you really never know what you're going to get out of a barrel. So, you know, some of the best sour brewers in the world are dumping barrels because they just turn turn bad, and that's kind of the so variable sad. that you have to deal with with sours. So it's, yeah. there's, it's not always an exact science like your your clean beers can be. So what is the hardest beer you've ever made? What do you think is like the hardest one you've, even in home brewing, not here, but home brewing as well? I think, I think the, 
much higher gravity beers pose a lot of different problems and okay. dialing them in, uh, getting them to attenuate to fully ferment out and get the desired flavor characteristics that you want at the same time can be a challenge. Um, there's a lot of variables that go into that. So I think from a homebrew level, uh, we haven't done too many of them yet, but we have uh, about probably about a 12% stout in the books for August that we're going to try to fill those barrels up with. Okay. So that'll be our first really big beer that we do on the 10-barrel on the, the system. But I think that has been maybe little thorn in the side in the yeah. brewing past okay and how and about you Car? yeah so just some it's one we just haven't done a ton of because you know the payoff's longer on it so on the homebrew side where your space is limited you know you don't want to necessarily take up all you know and you only have two freezers to use for fermentation you mm -hmm. don't necessarily want a big beer that's gonna have to sit in there for a month and finish fermenting so yeah i mean i would i would agree with jay 100 percent. i mean i don't i'm excited to see what we can do in that space um particularly like with the imperial stouts um We've been really happy with where they've tasted from, um, you know, a flavor standpoint. But be excited to see if we can kind of create that same type of flavors on a, on a bigger beer and you know thicken up the mouthfeel and make it a bit more viscous. And I know it's been a request from some of our friends that we've had taste, you know, some of the imperial stouts. Nice. Like, yeah, you know, this is, tastes amazing. But just wish it had a little more body to it. So I'm hoping we can deliver on that. But yeah, I would agree with you 100% on that. Do you guys get honest feedback on your on your beers? Do you from feel some you people. do from some people, right? Yeah. I mean, Untapped yeah. is an incredible resource for, for unbiased it is, feedback. Right? Yeah. Yes. That's yes. been honestly the best thing. Good for, for you. Us. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I I get it's it's crazy because I guess it depends on how thick your skin is. Can you take that <laughs> feedback or can you just go, shit? I made the worst beer of all time, and don't take it that way. Take it as, well, wh what can I do better now? And I feel bad because I do. I've spoken to brewers where it's like. I hit on taps, I can't look at it. I'm like, that's your best friend. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but that is your best friend. That is who's going to help you realize that I can take that step. But then you start looking at that person's profile and like, wow, they really hated that beer too. All right, never mind. Don't, don't, don't ever talk to me again. But um, we do have a few friends too that we're thankful are, would support us even if we were brewing garbage beer. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, are not afraid to give us honest feedback and real constructive okay. criticism. Good. Um, Good. And that's, I mean, that's invaluable because um, yeah. I think you know we have friends that are going to tell us every beer is a five out of five, of no course. matter what, and we appreciate them just as much. But it's nice to have a, a couple people who I, I respect their palate and their knowledge of beer, and when they can give us good constructive feedback, I think that genuinely is helping us improve on our beer. So, yeah, I mean, when you have friends and who are much like you, go to a lot of bottle shares and they've tried thousands of different beers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that's the kind of people you want tasting yours saying, hey, this is what I pick up on it, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And, you know, it's not always, that. I think that's the most important part is not, I don't like this, I do like this. It's like, I taste this, why do I taste this? Yeah, I wish yeah. this was I more wish, bitter, less bitter, yeah. juicier, more carbonated, thicker. I mean, that's the stuff that you can really learn off of versus, well, I don't like it. It's like, well, cool. I mean, even <laughs> when we talk about craft, I, I've, I work for film festivals all across the country where programming their, their festival. I have to watch. I actually had a business based on a bumper-to-bumper -bumper inspection on your film. I had to be as honest as I can, and I kept the other screeners anonymous in case of that what, you hated my movie because of the, I don't want them getting berated, but um, there's a band, Jimmy World, that when uh, there was a short tour I was doing with this band at the drive-in, I was with them, and they had that album, Bleed American, and they had a demo version of that album that I swear was one of the best rock records. I was like, this is amazing. 
I remember when the album came out, I was like, I put it in the CD player and I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, what is this? And I was like, this isn't the same album. And I remember Zach, the drummer, I was like, what happened to that album? Where's that album that you gave me like three months ago? And it's like that. I was like, put that out right now. Please put that album out right now. He's like, well, it's out of our control. And I was like, no. You know, so it's kind of like, I love feedback. I, I think this, this world can really do a lot better yeah. if we're all as honest as, as we can. And you We know. saw them a few weeks back, actually. They, they still got yeah. it. What, Jimmy World? Yeah, they yeah. opened they were up in, for Incubus. They're in Florida? Yep. Yeah, so they just opened uh, at the Jag Stadium. There's a new um, arena that just opened up, Daly's Place. And I, yeah, we went to the Incubus show, and the openers were uh, Judah and the Lion and then Jimmy Eat World. Get out of here. And yeah, for, for guys that are... I, uh, I, I should have known that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, you get to watch most of their set. And yeah, for, for guys that have been torn for a long time, playing the same tracks, it still sounded, still sounded awesome. great. Good, good. Still got the energy that. level, too, yeah. which is awesome to see. Yeah, if I could ever be a front man, even at 42, I think I would still have that energy. I'd probably pass out after the third song, but <laughs> like the first three to. songs would be like, holy shit, Quain still got it. And it'd be like, nope, he's passed out. So let's talk about some music. What are, what's, uh, do we fight over the iPad, uh, iPod when we're playing music? Or what's the music that gets played back, back there? You guys yeah. enjoy the same thing? We have very, very similar tastes when it comes to music. Love it. Okay, some um, bands. What are some bands that we listen yeah, so to Yeah, so we're big, um, so we're huge Dave Matthews fans, but okay. I would say as of late, we've definitely gone down the reggae reggae slash like reggae rock um, path and Pacifier, which is the band out of Savannah, Georgia, they're, they're right at the top of our list. So most days if we've got music on, it's either listening to one of their albums or one of their stations. We have used Pandora for business for, nice. uh, for the brewery. And that's typically what's playing here for us Pacifier brewing and for our, our guests too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Revolution, they were in town yesterday. That is so funny. It, it seems like the reggae rock is kicking with brewers. This is a question we get, and they're like, yeah, I'm starting to listen to the, like, more of the reggae lately. It's like, is it, it just almost feels like, maybe it's just a beat that keeps you going. I, I mean, but... how can you be in a bad mood with reggae? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and I think our first ever episode, well, Central 28 now, but I think the first time we traveled to Tampa was, was Cigar City. I made a reggae ska 60s, 70s like mix. And Brendan was just like, what the hell is this? And you couldn't. You couldn't be in a bad mood. As ner- I am going, it's our third episode. It's my birthday. We are, it's, it's, we're about to talk to Wayne Wombles. And here I am, like, I'm like, yeah, we're driving. And it didn't hit me until music's off. And I go, oh, shit, we're at Cigar City. I'm going to bomb this. This is going to be the worst interview ever. And people like it. I mean, it was, it was funny because New England IPA is A little definitely, bit more candid. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, uh, I think, honestly, people really respected that episode because they said we got to hear Wayne like they never heard him before mm-hmm. where I took away I think more of the scientific and I said let's get to know you as a person and I thought that was awesome so do we play any music at all like have you ever played any oh uh, yeah I've played guitar since middle school I still play do you still uh, play yeah really? we actually just got back from a bachelor party I went to Asheville mm. um, there was about 10 of us and okay Probably about four or five of us brought guitars because we always used to jam together. That's awesome. Buddies from up north. And yeah, it was great getting back into it. I think the last couple of years, having two young kids has really taken away my mm-hmm. capacity to be able to do that. But I used to play in a duo around here at the beach probably about, oh gosh, five years ago maybe. Really? Five, six years ago. Yeah, so that was really fun just playing acoustic guitar. Um, I played with a singer. She was great. 
And we had a lot of fun doing it. But yeah, I still pick up the guitar Good whenever for you, I man. can. Keep it, keep it going. Even though this is as as artistic, as, you know, yeah. you're making beer, but still, I think music music is so important. And I love when people say that's a huge part of the the show that they like is just when we get to talk about music. Yeah, we've. And, uh, I mean, like Corey said, we're big Dave Matthews fans, and we've gone out all over the place to see him. We've camped out in Seattle, Washington, out at the Gorge on the Columbia River. God, that's where I got Some married. Of the, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Multnomah Falls. That's awesome. Married, yeah, right by the, I mean, it's the gorgeous Columbia. out there. And oh, forget some it. Some of the heaven. experiences we've had just going different places, seeing him, I mean, it's almost been like the music has been secondary to the, the, the experiences that we've had. And it's just, it's been awesome. That's so awesome. I love hearing that. Ma music is something magical. It really is. And Cannon Beach. Cannon Beach out in Oregon is magical. So uh, the tattoo right there. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a huge Goonies fanatic. <laughs> this was not the color I expected. But <laughs> <laughs> Corey's back with some beers. As I yeah, I'm playing bartender. I like it. Ooh. While we're chatting. Ooh. So this is uh, the not fruit. the gumdrop buttons, which if you've seen the movie Shrek, you'll know where that line mm -hmm. came from. And uh, this is a mixed berry Berliner Weiss. It smells beautiful. Blueberries and raspberries in this one. Is it? So let's talk. Somebody uh, was talking about raspberries yesterday and how hard it is to get that true taste of a raspberry. So because um, I thought maybe it'd get too sweet. I like that bit, like the bitter that you will get, like that mm -hmm. sour that you'll get. of, And you want that in a Berliner. Because um, McKellar made that one that's... The uh, Ichiban. Is that what it's called? Yes, like yes, yes. Yeah. It's that cool-ass can that everybody yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to think the opposite about raspberries because they're such a potent fruit. I think when you throw raspberries in, you extract a lot of the flavor and color, in my experience anyway. Um, we Now that we're brewing on the 10-barrel system, we use raspberry puree. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So they have these aseptic bags from Oregon fruit that make it a lot easier versus whole fruit. It would be really... <laughs> Be a lot of work doing that consistently, especially when this is a beer in distribution. <laughs> shooting, we, shooting we the a, pit out of your teeth. Yeah. yeah, we have a mango beer too. And if anyone's ever tried to peel and slice a mango, you know that would be miserable to do a couple hundred pounds of that. Oh yeah, yeah. But on the and homebrew, so on the two of you too. Yeah, like yeah. The, the kids yeah. will be like, "Where's Daddy?" And be like, "Well, he smells like mango when he gets home." But on the homebrew level, we would we would freeze whole raspberries mm -hmm. and dose them into the carboys, and I. I always got really good fruit presence by just doing that. I mean, granted, you need probably a lot more fruit when you're doing whole fruit, but I love, I've always loved raspberry and using it in different beers. I could drink these all day, man, yeah. honestly. Another these good are... summer beer. I mean, as you know, going all over Florida, yeah. the, the Florida Weiss has, has really taken off, and it's a style that, you know, just so big down here. I mm -hmm. think it favors our climate, and, mm. you know, when you're out in 95-degree weather with 100% humidity... <sighs> Like we are talking before, you don't want a big, heavy stout. No. But something like this, it's refreshing, effervescent, low ABV. So if you're putting back a couple of them, you can still function. I love the, the, the beauty of the sweetness of it, too. Uh, sometimes I feel raspberry can kick your ass when it comes to, like, you know, sometimes it just overpowers it. And this is really balanced. Like it's, but the smell is unbelievable. I love this. Somebody else from Jacksonville I had no idea. Ray Charles. Really? really? I did not know that either. <laughs> Your faces were identical and I said that. It was like, really? Yeah, I had no idea. Why do I always think maybe Georgia? Because maybe yeah. Georgia on my mind. But it, yeah, Ray Charles is from somewhere in this and 38 Special. Who knew? But um, knew yeah, 
My history with Jacksonville, I'm always fascinated by it because I love Jack. Now, Ardwolf really was my first time ever, ever really in Jacksonville. I would see bands. I've seen Jane's Addiction with Red Hot Chili Peppers. I saw them, but that was like, what, early, early 90s maybe? Yeah, it was when, uh, right before Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Then one of my favorite bands, Velocity Girl, they used to come to Jacksonville a lot. Um, and then that was it. I hadn't been back in 20 something years. And Ardwolf, I was like, man, this is my first time in Jacksonville, but I was always fascinated by it. It was actually one of the biggest uh, silent film, um, yeah, silent film. Yep, they yeah. called it like the, it was like the equivalent of Hollywood for yeah. silent films. There was about 25 to 30 silent film wow. studios here yep. in Florida. And I wanna say maybe in my past I stayed in Florida, and that's why I can't leave yet, is because that's my thing, I love silent films. I love silent films. Buster Keaton's my hero, uh, Harry Lloyd's my hero. and. Um, I would love to see Jackie Chan do a silent film. <laughs> he's a dancer. He has that, so I love that. But um, yeah, they, my mind. <laughs> but the the seriously, the history of Jacksonville is crazy. It's just awesome. Uh, funny question: uh, Do you guys do fantasy NFL? Yes. yes. If you okay, you have to pick a Jacksonville Jaguar. Who would it be? In what round? <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, can, we go to the, can we go to past years and select <laughs> alumni? Um, right. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Mojo to uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think I did, honestly. Yeah. But now, yeah. Who do you... I take Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. Okay. I can get in before you because... Yeah. <laughs> in what round? Seven? Eight? Well, actually, we do, we do some PPR leagues, so that's wide what receivers I do. Okay, are yeah. pretty heavily weighted. So I would say yeah. I haven't done all my homework for this year no, yet. I'll be honest. So I, more I think one. last year I saw him go in round three. Really? Maybe that high? Okay, three, okay. four, something like that. Yeah, I thought it was he had a, such... he had a huge year the year before, he and did. then last year it was fizzles. Kind of fell, yeah. fell off a little bit. But, but hey, you know, um, when you look at those second years with your wide receivers, they usually do. Yep. That, that's, you know, sophomore slump that they have. It was one of those questions I thought, how funny would that be to ask that? Because like, I kind of figured you guys might be. Because there is that pride here. The Jacksonville Jaguars, like, they're here. You guys love them, and I love that there is such a, like, I guess that would technically be our local team. Oh, no. We're the Buccaneers. Yeah. Or closer. Orlando's closer. But um, thankfully for us, we're, we support the Jags because yeah. this is our home now. Yeah. We're born and raised in Inglis. We're Pats fans all the way. So if you want to ask yeah, us, yeah, not who a lot we really of people like hearing that either. <laughs> I mentioned the Mets before, and I'm like, oh shit. But no, yeah, huge Giants fan. Oh. Yeah, not a Jets fan. Raised on the Giants, and uh, yeah, raised. Well, my mom was actually a huge season ticket holder uh, in the 70s, and I guess when I was born, it was like, bye, love the Dolphins. So back when they were yep. the Dolphins, and we, uh, I was proud. We just hosted an event for um, <laughs> Tom Coughlin's charity, uh, the J Fund, which is a charity that helps support uh, children with pediatric or children with cancer, uh, both financially and emotionally. And um, it was funny because it's such a great cause, and everything he does outside and off the field is incredible. But it would have been, been really tough to, uh, to shake his <laughs> hand and, and thank him for everything he does without thinking about all the, the two Super Bowls that they took from us. Yeah. Uh, 
with that one catch on oh, the helmet. That's everybody. David Tyree catching yeah, the ball one more big, time in my Never lifetime. again. It's too many. Thank you, Tyree. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to talk about that. It was called um, uh, Hops That Help. Yep. That's a, the charity. Uh, let's, let's go into that. That's awesome. I love the name. So what does Hops, uh, Hops That Help do? What do they do? Yeah, so it's, um, it's one of the many events that the J Fund puts on uh, as part of their fundraising. So they do a big uh, gala every year. They do... You know, there's an event pretty much going on every month. So Hops That Help, this is the second year that they've done it. The first year was hosted at a bottle uh, and growler shop down the road called Really Good Beer Stop. Yeah. And we're close friends with the owners. Which um, it really is a really good it, it, it is it's awesome. Really yeah, good it's awesome. Beer yeah. Stop. yeah, it is. Um, yeah, the owners live a block away from, from my wife and I, so Oh, so right. Good, good, good. Yeah, they um, they approached. So we went to the my wife and I went to the event last year. Uh, had a great time, and uh, they were pretty much at capacity. So it's you know it's a it's a small shop, it is, and right. we packed it out. I mean, it was Good. it was almost standing room only there. So they did a great job of really raising funds. And this year, they said, you know, how can we take it to the next level? So the, they reached out to us about uh, partnering up on the event and hosting it here. And we had some great local places donate things for the silent auction. We had nine two seven events cater it. Um, at cost, we had Firewater Tent Revival, which is a local band, perform here, which was really kick-ass. Cool. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. they set up. We normally, when we have music, there's a small area uh, to the to your left where we right, put, where you the know, have are. one or two musicians, but you know they've got a five six person band, so they set up right in front of the glass window into the brew house. They had lights. Uh, I mean, it was yeah, it was, it was That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, had a great event. I think we raised. I want to say it was like just over fifty five hundred or so. Um, Good for you. And we'll be. Uh, meeting up with the J Fund this week actually to present the check to them. Great, really. All right, send us a photo. And we get to brew a beer for it. So we took uh, Lila Joan, our um, our saison that we just had, and we yeah. put a whole dry. ton of Galaxy hops in the dry hop. And really? Yep. That is awesome. Created a pretty unique really spin cool. on that beer. It's yeah. you know it's such a a powerful hop, and you could immediately smell it, taste it, and really kind of took that beer in a whole different direction. I love that. So as we round third, I because kind of, that was going to be one of my final questions was the hops that help because I obviously Tom Coughlin's name on there. Thank, <laughs> thank you for all those years, buddy. But um, let's do uh, let's 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 talk about what the future is looking like because honestly we're we're still babies. You know we're still we're still yep. on our knees crawling around. And but what do you what we, what are you looking forward to in the future? I think. Uh, you know, we're just looking forward to seeing what we can really do and how we can really hone our beers and what we can grow this brand to. I think we want to, you know, we've said it before, we want to do a ton of business out of the tap room. We love the vibe here and we want people to come here, but we really want to get our name out there too at the same time. So yeah. it's it's going to be a function of capacity and brewing and and what, what we can do to get out there as much from a Jacksonville standpoint and throughout Florida. I mean, it'd be really cool to see our beers down south, to see, too. And I would love to see you guys in Orlando, for sure. Yeah, you, I think it's just a matter of time and brewing capacity. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I think Corey hands. and I are only going to take it so far. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to see how much mm -hmm. we can brew together to, to do some damage and then talk about expanding the, the staff for the brew house. Well, uh, a, a friend of mine, Dennis, um, when I... I don't like to talk about an episode before we interview. I don't like people having that expectation. So, uh, but uh, Dennis Cobb's a good friend, and uh, and honestly, his daughter and I were going to start working with the brew boss that we're doing. And I adore this family a lot, the Cobb family. And when he asked, he said, "You know, what's you know, what, where are you going on? Uh, I guess this was Saturday." He's like, "Where are you going Monday?" I'm like, "Oh, Southern Swells." 
he did what I do, like a Brian Quayne-ism. He would put his hand up and went like that, and he goes, oh, have fun. Everybody I've spoken to about your beers back in Orlando who's had it and just the vibe, everybody's like, talk to them now, talk to them now, talk to them now. We don't like doing any brewery before a year, and you guys are technically maybe our second. We were really excited about this episode because it was saying everybody that I know just goes, yeah, they don't have a bad thing in that place. There's not one bad beer in that place. And I was like, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank yeah, you. yeah. I, there's a future ahead, and I know, and I, I, I could tell when I see the passion in people's eyes when they talk about your beer. Um, yeah, it, it, just keep hitting home runs because this is this everything that we've had here. Now, this is the fourth beer. Yep. Who is this? So this is Karate in the Garage. Yay! This is okay, probably good. the closest thing we have to a flagship. Uh, I mean, I don't know that we have the intention of there being a, any sort of set beers that we have on, but you know, with the with how well this beer has been received and how much we go through, I mean, we we probably sell four to five to six times as much of this out of the tap yeah. room as we do the next closest beer. Um, so I think it's just blown us away how well this beer has been received, and. Um, I think we'll, this is something we'll brew forever, and, and I think it'll be one of the beers we focus on on the distribution side. Yeah, I, th I think so. Because what I love seeing at, like, let's say, GB Bottle Shop back at home, we have GB Bottle Shop. Uh, they have 20 taps there. And I love seeing this. Well, I don't love seeing when people just do tasters. People buy, they, have, they do five ounces mm -hmm. for two, guys, $2 for a five ounce? Come on. <laughs> and uh, I love seeing when you do this. And that has that. So, guys, what I did, I took a sniff and I went, whoa. And there is so much beauty in that smell in there. What hops are in there? What hops? Uh, yeah. Pretty much a showcase for Mosaic. It's Mosaic yeah. and Simcoe, but Mosaic definitely overwhelms the, the hops in this one. It's, I mean, it's, I think, both of our favorite hop. I yeah. mean, we, we open a bag and it's just, oh, man. I, I love that I smell. I need an air freshener that smells like this. Yeah, me yeah. too. You pour this beer, like, Jay will take a sample off the fermenter and I'll be standing, <laughs> like, on the, you know, other side of the brew house and you can smell it like you can smell the oh, I love it yeah we're okay. a sucker for this hop um, you know this is I think is a our probably best example of the New England style it's an incredibly soft mouthfeel um, it is juicy juicy but it's still well yeah you know you can't see through it but yeah I mean it's got <laughs> but it's got the haze it's, a, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's the not the haze. cloudy milky yeah it's yeah. not it's not I mean I can still <laughs> see the lights through it without like inspecting it but um but even if you ask a lot of those New England breweries, um, I've seen it in plenty of interviews and articles, you know, the haziness was a, as a byproduct of them trying to achieve yeah. the maximum amount of aroma, aroma mm -hmm. and flavor of the hop. And, you know, that turbidity was just something that kind of happened. And, you know, I think it's one of those characteristics that most people will judge the New England style by, but mm -hmm. not anything you can taste. I mean, how, how it looks really doesn't affect the right. taste at all. Um, I've made a very clear... Be the, beer that tastes very similar. Identical. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it's a mental game for a lot of people, and I think some, some people out there go to extreme lengths to get haze or cloudy or whatever you want in the beer, but you know, I think a, a function of the grain bill and a lot of dry hopping, and when you dry hop, will create a haze, but you know, I don't think it's something that we're saying, oh, we need to make this beer no. look like oatmeal. We're not done flour in our beer anytime soon, so yeah. we're going <laughs> to... No. So I'm going to ask the same question to you as we cheers of the future. So for Corey, how do you feel the future uh, of Southern Swells? What do you see? Yeah. Coming into January, let's, let's, let's get to our one year. 
let's yeah, go for so, one year. So one year, um, you know, short-term goals. Um, obviously, love to see us continue growing the the tap room. I mean, I'd love to get it to the level where we could comfortably survive over just the tap room, and then anything in distribution is essentially, um, you know, bonus in, in helping us grow. I mean, the tap room is going to be our focus. I want to kind of see where we where we quote unquote max out out of out of the tap room as far as you know pints and growler fills and crawler fills. Um, want to see beer in our barrel, so that's another short-term goal. Um, and then, you know, where I'd like to see us go from there, I, th I think I agree with Jay, I'd love to see our beer distributed throughout as much of Florida as possible, and, you know, really anything after that, I think, is just exceeding our expectations. And canning, uh, you know, canning's a point that we want to get to. I think when you would have asked us before we wrote the business plan, we were said, I don't know, maybe three to five years into the business, we'd like to start canning. I think, personally, I'd like to see that happen faster. Mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily for cans going into distribution, but I'd love to be able to can limited releases, particularly with these New England IPAs where oftentimes we're gonna get our hands on limited quantities of scarcer hops that we'll use you know, in maybe one beer and we'll have 200 cases and that's it. Um, I think that would be great to be able to give people the option to buy that out of the tap room, take it home, share it yeah. with their friends, send it to people back home, even if it's not something you can buy in a liquor store. Yeah, crawlers, growlers, cans. I mean, it's it's just fun. It is fun to be at a, like a bottle shop or something and you just see where you just go, oh look, I've been wanting one of their beers again for a while. And yeah. it would just, it'd be great to see you guys like expand out this, because nobody got to hear my, uh, my verdict on this, but holy shit, dude, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We got to give credit to our buddy Tim from Really Good Beer Stop for the name. So he said, hey, you should make a juicy IPA and call it Karate in the Garage. And we went, okay. Um, that's exactly what we did. So it's, why the shit, like why, why Karate so in the Garage? Uh, what does it's there? the movie Step Brothers. God so, damn it. Like, I have to see this. Oh my God. Yeah. So it gets quoted every we're week. We're naturally big, big movie fans. If yeah. you look at the, we have some pretty outlandish names on our, our draft list. And, Got it. Um, yeah, it was kind of just one of those lines that was really funny and it struck him a certain way. And as soon as he said it to us, we both laughed and said, what a, what a great name for an IPA. And I think it's just something that's easier to remember and, yeah, you know, it playful. It's funny. Yeah. And, you know, we, it's, this is like the only beer I think that, we had people come in for their first time and they already know what they're going to order even yeah. though they haven't looked at our draft list and it's nine times out of ten it's karate yeah i love that though yeah i have uh we have five beers being made hopefully by the end of the year and they're all music related and then i was asked well do a movie one i'm like my favorite movie is magnolia no one's ever going to get it <laughs> like no one's ever going to get that <laughs> so i'll be like trying to think of a comedy that i could actually but yeah actually i think all of them are right now besides the weed ales yet that was just a gimme. That was too easy. <laughs> too easy, yeah. But I love it, though. It's just like, that's ours, and I love it. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'll tell you the names of these beers when uh, when I hit that button right there and just be like, <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're going to start making beers, and we're really excited. It's going to be awesome. You guys are making beer, and amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And it is an hour. Holy shit, this has been an hour. So, uh, guys, thank you. I know you have to pick up the kids, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Yay! So, all right, let's cut it here. Guys, again, thank Cheers. you. Cheers. All right. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, sir. Yeah, thanks for having us.
So uh, how did it go today, Queen? <laughs> uh, it went really well. It went well. Yeah. So um, Southern Swells, man. Uh, oh, guys, I'm introducing Kevin Jones. I know I mentioned him earlier in the episode, uh, in the intro. So Kevin, welcome to the. Your name has been on this episode, uh, on this podcast, a few times, a, a lot of times. times. Yeah, yeah. I've, more. I've been on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh my Smash God, Fest, Smash Fest. Yeah. So yeah. Man, um, those fests—it's—it's—it's it's, it's easy to forget who was on those episodes. Oh yeah, we were just talking to uh, Josh Brown over at Tomoka. He's the uh, Tampa rep of Tomoka Brewing, and we kind of said that like if you listen to the the Hunapu's Day episode, where it's like, "Hey, Quain's doing great. He's losing his voice. He's lost his mind. He's drunk as shit," and uh, that happened. So that's the disclaimer if you're ever gonna go back to that episode. Um, but. Kevin, uh, I just was at Southern Swells, and I gotta tell you, uh, that was amazing. Amazing place. Fantastic. Man. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. They're doing it. They're doing it right. Yeah. It was our second episode. I, I mean, we're only 31 episodes in, but, you know, it's Jacksonville, so here's to Jacksonville. And uh, we opened up. We opened up a, a can, and this is Civil Society's Fresh, um, the American the American flag variant uh, can. I don't know if there was oh, a difference. Oh, I, I actually brought this home. Did you? Oh, yeah, that was the one that you brought, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. And uh, we're finally drinking it. Um, so Southern Swells, guys, please get to Jacksonville. Obviously, you have Ardwolf there. You have Engine 15 right down the street. We even heard Green Room was a mile away. Green Room is only a mile away, which blew my mind because I was only a mile away when we went to go see Future Islands. But, um, yeah, that the, forget it. These guys are going to be on the radar. Uh, they are on the radar now, obviously, because we heard a lot about it. But they are going to be out there out there and i really wish them the best of luck um i kind of hope even with the brew pop episode guys i hope this really kind of wets your palate and makes you want to get out there and drink a lot of beer because it is tis that season is hot out and jacksonville beach is right there pick up some of the beers from southern swells awesome awesome guys and we had a lot of fun we had a lot of fun and uh when you go in tell them your favorite dave matthews band song do you have one oh i i followed dave matthews around for about five years <laughs> that's what they did so as you're gonna listen to this episode on thursday wait it is thursday um it is not thursday well to you it is people but uh yeah yeah they they follow dave matthews so yeah, that's absolutely. really funny uh i had no idea i was like dave matthews i know he's the singer <laughs> i know the drummer's freaking great and he passed away that's sad he did, um yes. so it's thursday it is thursday it is august 3rd what is going on today, Kevin Jones? Well, I'll tell you, this is a its a big day for us. It is a fucking massive day for this us. This is, a, you know, the culmination of, of months of hard work. Yep. And um, it, it's all finally happening. It is finally happening. And while you guys are listening to this episode, if you're on lunch, um, I'm, I'm going to be uh, giving a tour of What Ails You Tour. And what's great about this tour? Let's, let's, let's just put something out there first. Uh, this tour is not just going to happen on this Thursday, right? That would no, be stupid. Absolutely. Why would I announce that, hey, I'm in the middle of that tour? No, this is an every Thursday thing. This is uh, absolutely the What Ails You Tour is an every Thursday. Yeah. Every Thursday thing. Um, and is a small part of a much larger mm-hmm. uh, endeavor. Hop on. There it is. Hop on Central Florida Brew Tours. So, guys, you know already. But um, this is our first time actually really being able to talk about it and give this time to us to say, yes, we are we are doing a brewery tour. And um, so, yeah, let's go through it. Let's go. Let's start talking about sure. uh, Hop on. Um, off the top of your head, give me the give me the elevator pitch. Let's the do elevator that. pitch. Right. Love it. Um, 
you know, nobody's doing this right now. And, and it's a shame because Central Florida beer right now is unbelievable. Yeah. Right. And it's not just about beer, right? Mm-hmm. As, as we well know, right? Because this is what the podcast is. This is uh, culture. Mm-hmm. It's collaboration. It's innovation. Uh, it's everything that we love to see about the craft beer industry, and it's all happening right here in Central Florida. Yeah. So, guys, uh, Hop On is going to be your Central Florida brewery tour, and um, so Kevin and I, going into business together, said this 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 should have been happening a bit ago. This could have been happening really two years ago. Oh, absolutely. 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 And now that we see the birth of Bowegans, Hourglass, Ten Ten, um, Dead Lizard, yeah, Tactical happening in a few months. It's crazy that when people ask, well, how many breweries are you hitting? Like, you know, six, seven? No. 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 <laughs> we're, we're way off two hands, guys. Like, we, uh, Baker's Dozen, if you will. So it's just kind of like, this is amazing. And uh, I'm, I can't believe going from January 5th when we released the first episode, seven months later, I'm taking this on the road. And. Not only is there a What Ails Your Tour, you said, there's the, the Growler Tour right now, which, God, fuck, it's going to be awesome. We get to take people to these breweries, and and on the What Ails Your Tour, what I love about this is it's very much the What Ails Your Tour. You get to meet the brewers. So that's why it's on a Thursday uh, at 12, is because that's when the brewers, you know, if it's on a Saturday, Sunday, it doesn't make sense. The brewers aren't there. Guys, I want you to meet the people that we're speaking to, and... It's not like I do an episode and I go, well, hey, it was good to see you. Fuck off. No, we we keep these conversations going. Like, we really do. Uh, I still speak to the breweries. I try to do at least once to twice a month. Hey, what's new? And guess what? Now that what ALZ is becoming something bigger, can't wait. Knock on wood. I'm not going to do that. Sounds like shit. Um, now we really get to be in their house all the time. All the time. All the time. And I think that's really important for what Hop On's doing. Not only are we bringing the people there, we're staying so involved, so engaged in, in promoting these breweries every day now. Every day. And in you my know, heart. that's really what it's about. Right? Yeah. Because <clears throat> even when we get away from the What Ails You Tour itself, and we're doing the Growler Tours, and we're, um, we're talking about, hey, let's go visit three breweries today, right? Well, if our list of breweries is... 12 deep, 14 deep, 16 deep, who knows by the end of the year. Yeah. Right? You're not going to do the same tour twice. Nope. Right? Nope. So, I mean, if we really think about it, we're talking about Uber. We're talking about maps. We're talking about figuring out where you're going. We're talking about everything that's involved logistically in in making your way around these places. Right? And we're taking all the work out of it. Mm -hmm. We're saying sit back, relax, enjoy enjoy and you're gonna learn something on the way too absolutely i don't shut up obviously let us introduce you yeah right this is a a warm handshake it is it is and guys you get to see you get to see the facilities you get to try and what's what i love about the what else you tour right now is i hand pick them oh i hand pick them the day before either tuesday or wednesday i reach out to the breweries um and i'm gonna say if you were on today's bus right now if you were on the first tour um, I say Red Cypress has to be on there because they have the Imperial Coconut Death Roll. Absolutely. You're going to want to try that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you have the Idaho 7 that they're doing. Uh, you got the Tom, uh, the Tom and Dan. Uh, you know, you have you have those that they just released. So these should, should still be on tap in the next few days today. And um, 
honestly, I, I want to make sure that these best brews that are going on right now in this area are going to be handpicked. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you and that's know. what it's about, right? You, you've gone out and you've met these guys. You've developed these relationships. Yeah. You know, uh, you know the backstories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we want to help everybody else know. Yeah. We want to introduce you to uh, the same personalities, not just the beer. Right? No. But why the beer? Yeah, why the beer? And that's always been why. I mean, every time I sit down with a brewer and we're about to do this episode, I know they get nervous thinking, oh, shit, it's going to be what takes, what goes in the tanks and what, da, 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 and how do I mash and when am I mashing and da, da, da. And you know what? They get so used to talking to, about that that I just go, all right, you're going to do that anyway. So I want what ails you to feel like you're sitting down at the bar. I just sat down. We're having a conversation. And that's it. And God, you guys, your feedback's been amazing. And that's where it happened to do this. Now we're doing yeah, this. That's where it came yeah. From. So guys, hop on. It is really important. It's it's just helping every brewery that's in the Central Florida area uh, thrive, make them keep going. We want that. It is right now in Central Florida, but you also have uh, other brew buses out there, brewery tours that are doing their thing. Definitely in Florida. Check them out. But you finally have one. Here in Orlando, important as hell, and please join us. I mean, we're absolutely we're a part of it, and um, I'm excited. I, I I really I can't say I was shocked, but it's just like holy shit, here we no, go. It's, it's it's not shocking, uh, but it is still thrilling. It's right, awesome. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. it's a great feeling to be able to uh, give back. Because that's what we we go around and we drink the beers and we experience everything. And now this is an opportunity for us to give back. Right. I'm glad it's us doing it too. Absolutely. Yeah, because we have the heart for it. Uh, so what's the best way right now for anybody to uh, book? How can we get people to book? So the best way, honestly, is to go to the website. Okay. Uh, I love this. What is it? www.hopon.tours. See, you guys, we're not the only ones, right? So I love the fact that, right, what ails you dot beer, hopon.tours. Uh, it, it's so easy. And then uh, how, how can we email? What's what's the email? So you can info, info I'm sorry, you can email to info at hopon.tours. Right. Um, and you can give us a call. Uh, if you'd rather talk to us in person, that's fantastic as well. Um, 407-434-1671. Uh, give us a call. We can book over the phone. We can book online. Um, however you want to do it. Right now, we're still booking for opening weekend. There are a few spots oh, left. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, we're also booking out a lot of uh, private tours, mm-hmm. um, which we're going to be doing pretty much every day of the week. I, I realize that, yes. That uh, has been happening. I've noticed. I'm like, holy shit. But yeah. that's good. Good. Yeah. I, I think that's what we wanted to do, too, is it's, it's going to happen. Oh, sure. And look where we are. We're, we're in Central Florida. So tourists come in. Businesses come in. And we are actually, we are talking to you guys. If you're coming in, I, I can't believe Virginia is one of our biggest states that listens to what ails you. I love you, Virginia. They're driving going, no oh, shit, really? Virginia is for lovers. It is for lovers. They're in my heart right now, guys. And um, But it's awesome. I can't believe Virginia, uh, South Dakota. What? But uh, guys, when you come in, uh, book, book. You are getting that bus to yourself. And a uh, huge, massive, biggest shout out. You guys have heard me talk about Ryan Fleming. I don't know how many times our stickers are done by Ryan Fleming. The wrapping of the bus. So when you see that bus... You give that fucker a high five. Ryan I saw Fleming. these graphics tonight. Yeah, you saw they're, it, right? They're amazing. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So high-vis graphics, uh, that is Ryan over there. 
please, if you need stickers done, wrapping done, uh, window decal, he does signs. Uh, the dude's just rad. And go go see Copper Bones when they play, because he is your guitarist. Greg is your drummer. Uh, what does Ryan Fleming not freaking do? So uh, I love you. Uh, hop on. We're going to kick ass. And yes. this, this really, as much as this has probably been 10 minutes, you're going to hear me talk about it a lot because, you know, this means a lot. This really does mean a lot. And listen, um, you know, if you guys have any questions, if you just want to chat about it, if you want to pick our brains, um, if you want to plan something special, just email us or give us a call. It's us. Yeah, it's right? us. It's, it's the same guys. We're yeah, sitting there you're here right actually now. answering the phones and answering the emails. So <laughs> we, we, yeah. we love planning special things. We have a birthday party coming up on the bus. Oh, really? Which is going to awesome. be so much fun. Okay, so, good. Yeah. I'll bring the cake. So I'll, I'll bake cupcakes and then they'll never book again. You don't want my cupcakes. I know I'll burn them. So, uh, Kevin, this is going to be rad. I can't believe it. It's, it's, it's today as I do those quotations, but, um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, guys, again, what ails you? What ails beer? That's the website. Uh, go ahead, email us, uh, tasting notes at what ails beer. Uh, I am Brian Quain. Um, we are minus a Brennan this week. He is Wisconsining soon, so he's got a lot of work going. Actually, we're going to be in Wisconsin at the same exact days. We're flying out the same day and coming back the same day. So, but as your host, I said, you know what? I am taking, I am taking this, and I'm going to Jacksonville and uh, deciding that it is time to go back to Jacksonville because there is a lot of great beer out there. So thank you, Jacksonville. And it is your biggest city in Florida. Absolutely. I did not know that. It's some great beer. It is. So, all right, guys. Um, thank you to Kevin. Uh, you'll see us on the bus. Thank you to Brian. Uh, you're welcome. And then uh, thank you to the guys over at, uh, at Southern Swells. Uh, Jay, Corey, you guys are beautiful. Your wives, very patient. They're, they're, they love you. And God, I just love the fact that it is... It is family run there. It's just so sweet. And then uh, you guys, you guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.